no sweat off my balls, you know? So it's like, how, how do you look at it? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to cut everything that you've said other than no sweat off my balls. <laughs> what the hell? Cold open. Oh. Ugh, I've never heard that. <laughs> oh my God, they were roommates. Welcome back to the Roommates Couch Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Kelton. And did you know that grapes light on fire in the microwave? Now you do. <laughs> did you hear about the uh, the kid that got, he just got caught, but he was the one that was leaking all the Pentagon, Pentagon documents? I keep seeing that Pentagon documents are being leaked, and I keep asking myself, who is doing this? Okay. But no, I haven't heard so about who that's, that's been the question for literally the last four months is, who is doing this? And they finally found out. And it's not anybody that you're ever going to believe. So there was a lot of conspiracies thinking like, oh, it's like a high level politician that's being blackmailed. It's like, you know, a, a staffer somewhere that's been disgruntled. It's, it's you know, it, it's a million different options. The one option that no one picked was a member of a discord community dedicated to Minecraft. And that's exactly <laughs> who it was is it's just a 21 year old kid who he's a in the military he's in the air national guard and he's on the it department like that's that's what he does and he literally has been downloading pentagon documents because in his discord group which is called thug shaker central and is dedicated to minecraft and shitty memes <laughs> posted in the general chat oh you guys are a bunch of betas you don't know who i am and people were calling him out. They're like, you're not anybody. Like, you're you're lying. You are you don't have any kind of accesses. And so this dude just downloaded Pentagon secrets and was chucking them on Discord to prove a point because people were saying he wasn't cool. And so this 21-year-old kid is now going to spend 25 years in prison because he wanted some clout on a Minecraft Discord <laughs> surfer. <laughs> we live in just the weirdest times. What's know? more American than that? <laughs> Like people are thinking it's like a new version of Snowden, like that some person is going to have to like evacuate to, to Croatia to escape the government. And like, no, it's just, it's a, an army kid with like two years experience in it. But that says a lot about our security as a nation. The government needs to back the hell off of TikTok until they can figure their own shit out. Like the fact that this kid was stealing secrets and posting them on a discord server who cares that TikTok has my facial data? You dumb, dumb old people. I, there's not words that I have to describe Congress right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's the thing. That, like the businesses I've worked for, right? You could destroy them in a day. Like you you could. Like there's just like there is no there is no checks and balances when it comes to digital assets like that. Like that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that like our government is that like you're a trusted employee. So we're going to give you access to be able to do that. Cause like, I know like at my company, the company I worked for or whatever, it's like, there was like a doomsday button that if I deleted this code, it would like break everything. And it's like, I knew that. And I'm sure that there's a bunch of people in the government that like, they know those things, but they're just like, I gotta be quiet. But 20 year old discord guy, he was like, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> just well, like, it's, it's insane. The, the, this documents that he was posting because it was literally like Ukraine has been kicking ass in the war with Russia. And it's because we are giving them like our military playbook. Right. And he was leaking like Ukrainian battle plans. He was leaking like names and aliases of spies in hostile countries across the world. Like he was like really causing some damage and he's just, wow. just a dumb kid. 
And now we're we're gonna have to sit through another congressional hearing, and ninety year olds are gonna be like, "What are this SpongeBob meme on a Discord server?" And it's like, "Go die, please." Let someone who knows what they're talking about be in charge for a little bit. Oh man, that is incredible. That is incredible. How's your week been? I'm alive. I <laughs> my week. I had like a a moment of clarity come upon me, Ooh. where. <laughs> I've, I've been kind of struggling at my job, not because it's not great, but because it's not as great as my previous job. And uh-huh. I know that this gets talked about literally every episode of the podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, we're going to send all these episodes to open door and we're just starting open door campaign 2023. Yeah. <laughs> so my new job is great. I enjoy it. I just don't enjoy it as much as the last thing that I was doing. Well, this week I had a realization. I have been living my life as if I were still an open door employee, meaning I don't really look at our finances. You know, I don't like consider money in my actions mm-hmm. because at open door, I worked because I loved working there. Like money was not the reason that I was there. I was there because I enjoyed doing the job. And I have been looking at my current job with that frame of mind of like, oh, I don't enjoy this. So it's not a good job. <clears throat> This week I woke up and I was like, holy shit, I make money to do this. <laughs> I I don't have to work because I like it. I have to work because I eat food and have a house. And like ever since I like realized that money is the reason I work and not the pleasure of working, my week has been great. It's like Dude, a I, whole shift. <laughs> I think you just, you had what everyone has at age 18. <laughs> this is your first time realizing it because – I, I, I've had a very similar experience, but I think I was 18 and I woke up one day and I was like, I will never have a job I enjoy. Like work is always going to be work and it's going to be bearable. There is definitely better jobs than other jobs, but at the end of the day, I go to work so I can have money and money is, is what makes me happy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, dude. I'm glad you have that though. Thank Does you. Change- me too. Did work look better after that? Yeah, it's been going fantastic. I, every morning I wake up and I think like, man, I just do, cause like I work super early and before this I was on banker's hours. And so I was like eight to four thirty, you know, and now half the time I wake up at five for work. And like, sometimes I wake up at four if we have a meeting before work. And so like, it's been terrible losing out on all this sleep. So sometimes I wake up and I like get in the shower and I'm like, man, I just do not want to go today. And then I think to myself, hold on, how many hours am I working today? How much do I make? And I count out the number of dollars that I'm going to make that day. And by the time my shower is over, I'm like, you know, it's not that bad. I, I can yeah. do that for, for this amount of money. Like, that's great. Do you break out what you make per hour? And then do you measure things by hours rather than by dollars? I love I love doing that. I do that all the time. I'm like, whenever I like look at buying something and it's like, oh, this is going to cost me a couple hundred bucks. And I'm like, I can't justify it because a hundred dollars was always my threshold growing yeah. up. Like hundred dollars was too expensive. And so I would always like prevent myself from buying stuff at a hundred bucks. But now that like I've calculated out my dollars per hour, I'm like, that's just an hour or two of work. Like I can, that's fine. <laughs> you know, like I probably spend an hour or two on the toilet every month. So 100%. I might as well just count that towards my, uh, my overall fun money. I'll just, that's my toilet money. I'm going to go with, <laughs> I've realized too, we have a complete potty humor podcast. I was yeah. <laughs> listening to like the first 10 <laughs> intros like, in a row. And I think like eight of the 10 are us talking about some form of fart poop story. Some fecal related <laughs> content. 
That's why we're getting. Well, that's why we're blowing up, dude. We're blowing yeah. up like we're blowing up. These and that's toilets. why our ratio of male to female listeners is so far <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. <laughs> I would love to start incorporating this, and and as we continue to grow, because we're growing, folks. Um, if you are on the Spotify app. And I like most of us are. I think like it's eighty percent of our listeners are on Spotify app. So sorry, Apple Podcast listener, listener. I said singular because I think that's all we have. <laughs> but <laughs> the Spotify app, if you're on there uh, right now on this episode, you can see like a little question. And like ninety percent of our episodes will say like, "What did you think about this episode?" But we've started. I have not. Mimit has started <laughs> putting in uh, some different questions, and we did a poll last week. And so if you go back to last week's episode, you can look at our poll. And we are in a dead heat. Right now, it is one vote apiece for all the options. I'll let you go over those questions, but I want to point out to our viewers, we want you to engage with us there. So right now, pause this episode, whatever you need to do, go to the question that's going to be on this episode and fill it out. Perfect. It's as simple as scrolling down. But last last week we were talking about um, throwing away dishes when they're dirty and your life is just being weird and you don't want to do them. And so the question was literally like rotten food in the fridge. What are you doing? And the options were clean it, duh throw them bitches away or eat up. And I, I don't know who voted for eat up, but you're unhinged. <laughs> Whoever this unhinged. person is. That's the one downfall of this uh, platform is I wish you could see and we could put these people on blast and yeah. be like, what the heck? So if you are that one that said eat up, uh, if you don't die from food poisoning this week, email no. us at roommates couch. <laughs> Pod, is it roommates couch podcast at gmail.com? You made it. I don't know. I think it's just oh, roommates couch at gmail.com. That's so bad. Let me see if I can make sure. Uh, while he's looking up our, our email address for you guys, I just want to give a big, 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 big shout out to my boy, Anshul Garg, who was our Canadian listener. When when we oh. posted about Canada being on there, he is my homie from 7th and 8th grade. He he won't recognize this because I don't think I was his best friend, but in 7th grade, he was my best friend, and we were the smartest kids in our social studies class, so... Big props to uh, to Anshul. Thank you, bro, for listening and being our Canadian person. Anshul Gar. Yep. What a dope name. Yeah, I love that. Uh, <laughs> all right, Anshul Gar. Appreciate Canadian, it. Canadian, Indian, and American. I think he's got citizenship in all three. No way. Yeah, that's cool awesome. dude. And he lives in Utah so, now. He's in Salt Lake. Oh, okay. Cool. Did he reach out to you after our last episode? Um, uh, we got an email saying that someone had, or maybe not an email, a notification on on the Spotify for podcasters app that someone had answered a question. And it was one of those questions that you can just like scroll down and fill out any time. And it was the episode when we were talking about uh, Utah and Arizona drivers. And he said, as someone that's driven in Arizona and Utah, Utah is significantly worse. And I, I'll agree with that hundred percent. The data maybe doesn't, but emotions, they matter. <laughs> Uncle Gar, he, he, uh, he agrees. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, we're, uh, we're struggling really bad right now to name, our, our baby. So we got a baby coming in May. This might even be the podcast Man. episode question. No, seriously, we are we are taking all suggestions. We uh we change every week. The winners, the the top of our list right now are um, J- oh my gosh, I'm gonna butcher this. Jade Chandler just today found Jade. She loves Jade. Um, I like really weird ones. I found one today. I found one the other day. That I love, but it's too weird. I love the name Rival. 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 Yeah, wouldn't that be such a sick Dude, name? Dude, I'm in a level with you right now. That is the <laughs> best freaking name I've ever heard in my life. And Dude, I, I'm right it? there with you. I like, I like really, really unique names like that. Like, I don't know if you watched Knives Out, but yes. the grandson, Ransom, that is the dopest name in the history of the world. 
Ransom, Rival, so excellent. Yeah. If, if Chandler yeah. backs you off of that, I am going to come to Idaho and I'm going to take that baby because she's obviously <laughs> not fit. <laughs> so I, I was like set on it. And Chan actually, she likes the way it sounds. It's just the, the, the meaning of the word, obviously, you know, and we're going to have two little girls and one's going to be the right, you know? So it's like, <laughs> it, all of it just like doesn't coincide. If it was a little boy, I, I bet I could this get is, away with it. This is Hudson and this is her rival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is even doper. Like whenever I'm thinking of names, like very first thing I think of, which is so stupid of all the things that a name can bring in your life. I think of how are they going to run for class president and how can I take their name and use it in their campaign? Yeah. Because <laughs> all, grow, all growing up, my whole family was be tough, vote bruff. Last name. It was an incredible slogan. Yeah. We used the same poster the design. Same. <laughs> spelled the same. Like we, we use the same poster design on everything. So at least she'll, she'll grow up. She'll have bruff as the last name. We can always do be tough, vote bruff. But I've always thought, how do you sneak the first name in there? Mm-hmm. So you'd have like a sick thing. Rival would be incredible. We could do a whole campaign about bitter rival you know like we could make it work 100 <laughs> percent. that's not even a class president vote that's like a a utah senator vote or an idaho awesome. senator vote and maybe little rival when you're listening to this in the future um why don't you uh make some good rules huh right now yeah. everybody that's in in charge of us kind of sucks ass so <laughs> rival she's coming in clutch she's gonna make things better make the world a better place yep she's rivaling oh. our our boomer overlords that are currently ruining everyone's lives. Like we put way too much pressure on it, but really it is kind of crazy to think like you can name this kid, whatever you want. And it really is going to screw up their life. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it has potential to screw up their life. Yeah. Like a lot of people, like you, if you name them something dumb, like think of the amount of time they waste in their life explaining to people what their name is. Like my last name's Bruff. Everyone struggles with it because it's B-R-O-U-G-H. So every single time someone reads it, they go, bro, brog like just always awful and it's like i've spent hours days weeks maybe years by the end of it explaining to people oh it's rough it's tough with a b you know like i always have to like explain myself yeah and man you can you can screw up your kid's life you can take a lot of their time of their life you know what's even more important about that is you have to think about jokes that future comedians are going to come up with because the aa ron thing did not exist when Mm -hmm. i was born and i can tell you one thousand percent that skit ruined my life. I have spent dozens of hours pretending to laugh at every person that I've ever met saying, hey, hey, Ron. And it's like, I'm going to cut your head off if you say that again. <laughs> like, it was funny one time, one yeah. singular moment. And the rest of my life, it has just been annoying. <laughs> Dude, you should sue Key and Peele for I a should. <laughs> you know what's funny is they have um, Key and Peele season two is on Netflix opening episode they have like a little monologue that they do and they straight up to all the errands in the world we're sorry because they know <laughs> they messed up they have ruined lives that is hilarious yeah I, I think about that all the time like almost every time we like someone's like oh we named our baby this like i i have an inner bully and i instantly think of how i could make fun of that kid's name and so <laughs> we have a we have a, a friend and uh, they named their kid easton and like instantly i'd even think i was like Oh, Yeaston. 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 <laughs> so I, I, I said that out loud when they told me what their babies, what they were naming their baby. And like to this day, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like it haunts like, me. Like, you look the mom dead in the eyes like, oh, you got a Yeaston infection? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do it every time. And every time I see the kid, I think about it. I'm like, oh, oh. there's old Yeaston. I, I met a girl one time and uh, her name was Dioji. And I thought it was so sick. I was like, oh, Dioji, that's a cool name, whatever. 
And she, like, was crying, and she was like, it's not cool. My parents hate me. And, like, her parents were such douches. It's D-O-G. That's how it's spelled. Dog. dog. It means her <laughs> dog. But it's, they say it D-O-G. That's I'm so like, stupid. I know. So stupid. And, it, and the, her, she had terrible parents. And so, like, it really was like a screw you. Like, we don't want this kid. So they named oh. her Dog. But I'm like, oh, that poor kid, instant, needs to get her name changed. Like, well, go. That's like that. my little brother. My parents named him Kyle, fully knowing the the proclivity to punching drywall and drinking monster energy so <laughs> that <was awesome. laughs> are you an influencer or a small business that wants to increase your reach do you want to see your profits increase by dozens of dollars advertise with us contact us at roommatescouch at gmail.com to be featured in an upcoming episode do you remember jacob our roommate Oh, yes. We had that. I don't even remember who like looked it up, but they were like, oh, if the lines on your palms are straight across, that means you have Down syndrome. And he like looked at his hands and his lines are straight. He's like, do I have Down syndrome? (laughs) That's you. You just don't blink. (laughs) Oh, man. We should have convinced him of it. He probably would have. (laughs) What a weird situation. I think he still lives in Idaho or like in rexburg area oh yeah and i'm always always nervous i'm gonna run into him yeah. <laughs> but for for everyone that wasn't our immediate roommate we had this room we had like the ideal group of roommates one semester and then brewer moved out and someone else moved out who, who moved out that second semester because we got the three tyler? or the, the two that moved in clay jacob tyler uh rj, RJ. oh jared left jared Yep. Yep. He he also went to the same complex the brewer did, but um, so we we had like the perfect group of roommates. Two of them move out after one semester, and we got two new guys in, and they were friends, and they had like the strangest dynamic because one of them was like, like, homeschool sh- school shooter vibe. Like he was just a weird weird guy, and the other guy was like really friendly, but just like zero social skills, not there at all. And they were both in love with the same girl. And it was just yep. the most awkward thing because the school shooter vibe guy was dating that girl and his best friend was in love with his girlfriend. And so he went out and found the girl that looked most liked her in the world and married her. <laughs> well, was her name Nikki? Nikki? Kimmy. Kimmy. There you go. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that dynamic was so odd. It was like so obvious. Like I, I, I remember walking into the apartment sometimes and the non-boyfriend – was hanging out with his girlfriend like alone like, in their they room, had, like just chilling yeah yeah just chilling it's like that is the weirdest thing i've ever heard of <laughs> there was that one time we were watching a movie on the couch and we straight up asked him because like clay and kimmy were gone and so we asked jacob like hey do you like kimmy and he's like oh yeah of course i do and we were like you should date her dude like you're so much better than clay like you should and we were like egging him on to like break up this love triangle but but really, we were just like, how can we cause as much drama yeah. that they both move out? <laughs> we're going to start a podcast in eight years, and we need material, so. Yeah, uh, so if you guys could speed that up. Yeah. But you're right. He married a, a gal that uh, is an identical twin. It might be Kimmy, just under a new name. She, just, she was just like, Kimmy's a stupid name, changing my name and marrying my. <laughs> <laughs> my ex-husband's best friend. My mom did that. Shouts to Sally. She, what did Sally do? My My mom. And my dad got a divorce when I was very, very young. They split yeah. like almost immediately after my sister was born. And my biological dad and my stepdad were great friends in high school. So great that like they hung out all the time together. They got in like a crazy car crash together. And like my dad still has like glass in his like 
cheekbone and stuff from it and like they they just hung out all the time and so my mom divorced my dad and married my dad my wow. stepdad the one that raised me the one that adopted me when i was a kid and they were friends in high school so wow birds of a feather did they all grow up in utah yeah and my mom okay. went to lehigh my dad went to pleasant grove and i think my my biological dad went to maybe he was also pg i don't know <laughs> stringville cool. or somewhere around there that's crazy i did not know that yeah small small world man yeah it's weird they're weird mom you're weird, weird. <laughs> Flashing. Have you ever been in a fight? One, one singular fight in my whole life, and like I feel like I get along pretty well with most people. And this kid, his name is Cody, and we were in third grade, and he was one of my best friends at the time. And I don't know why, but we got in a in an argument, and like my first fight, I didn't know what to do, and so like we're just like arguing on a field trip, and he straight up punched me in the throat, oh. and it was I was like, <laughs> and like the teacher made me sit on the like the stairs of the school bus and that was the end of the fight is he just nailed me in the neck so there's your <laughs> advice if anyone like needs to fight a bully go straight for the throat because it's over <laughs> oh dang okay that's a great fight story cody. so you you were saying something right before i got that. my ass kicked freaking, freaking cody <laughs> and then um, he went on to the sweet life of zach and cody and uh <laughs> very successful acting career <laughs> um but flashing back to uh jacob living in rexburg there was a question I wanted to ask you because someone from Rexburg has been in the news recently. Mm. And for, for everyone that's been living under a rock for the past three years, um, there was a murder case not too long ago with uh, Lori Vallow and her husband where essentially you know, her, her kids went missing and they weren't reported for several months and it was like this whole thing. And then she and her new husband escaped to Idaho and then it was found that like his ex-wife was murdered and her ex-husband was murdered and her new husband's brother was also murdered. And like there's this whole thing well, they eventually got caught and they were extradited to Idaho and it was found out that they were part of this doomsday cult that was going to like lead the chosen people at, at the time of the apocalypse or whatever. Um, Lori Vallow's court case has officially started and there has been some, some videos leaked on TikTok or their, uh, like the police are giving their testimonies. And uh, in the middle of their testimony, Lori said, get me out of this court. I don't want to be in here. And it's because wow. they were going over pictures of her children's bodies and like, you know, all this stuff. And like, obviously there's some mental issues and, and who knows if, if she's actually feeling remorse for that, or if it's just kind of part of the show. But my question to you is since you lived there, you kind of have like a really unique perspective on, on this whole thing. What was it like being in Rexburg, knowing that Lori Vallow, who's from Rexburg, who it's a town of 3000 people when there's not students there. What was that oh, like? Oh dude, the, I, uh, so I worked at a place that at the time of like it all going down and stuff, and my boss was obsessed. So we would literally spend 30 minutes a week going through the details of the case. So I'm very versed on everything that's gone down. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. the, the craziest experience for me was like you, there are all these news outlets, ABC, like their 60 Minutes did a whole thing, like all this type of stuff. All these news outlets were around town filming certain parts of it. Their home it, in Rexburg, it is like a common thing that you go out to the dunes. It's like that is one of the few activities oh, yeah. that everyone goes does. Yep. You go out to the dunes. Bonfires if you go out, out there. To the, yeah. If you go out to the dunes, you will pass the house where the kids were murdered. And it's just right on that stretch. And so, like, I didn't that, – that's when it all, like, started hitting home. Like, oh, my gosh. These people were, like, close. The house that, like, the cops knocked on and they were, like, where are the kids? When they first realized that the, where, like, the kids were missing or whatever, mm -hmm. she lived – 
probably a minute away from me. Like it is literally just, no it's an apartment way. complex just right down the road from me. So it's like all these places and all these things where it's like, it's terrible stuff was happening. Like they murdered kids yeah. and that, like yeah. just crazy. And they, they burnt their bodies and buried them and all that type of stuff. And it's happening around you. And I, I think that, that was like kind of an eye opener. Like at any given point, when you drive down the road, you're passing homes where people are doing drugs or sleeping with not their spouse, you know, like cheating on their spouse. Like at any given moment in any city, like there's people doing illegal bad stuff, but not at any given moment are there people being murdered <laughs> in homes around you. And so I think when that kind of like dawned on me, like that was crazy. And it's also crazy because it's like their Dune Day cult is an offshoot of the religion that I, I'm a part of. And it's like I go to church with people that like, we're in that, you know, well, this is another crazy thing The the home I'm in today where I live, those people, the people who lived here before us were members of the same. No way. Lori was yeah. probably in your house at some point. I maybe like, I, I wouldn't put it, put it past. There was some, there was some bad juju when we first moved in here. Like there was a burn barrel, like with half burned Bibles and stuff. Like it was weird. There was 100%. weird stuff. Yeah. That yeah. Means, guaranteed. They had, they had rallies. Lori Vallow. <laughs> chanting in your living room right behind where you're sitting now everyone looking at the camera her, it's right there the memory the house doesn't forget yeah. don't don't you put that on me ricky bobby <laughs> <laughs> no so yeah that all that's just kind of wild and then like the so our we have a news outlet called east idaho news there's a guy named nate eaton and he became like this celebrity <laughs> like he was like featured in a lot of like the the documentaries and stuff but he just went way over the top every detail and like one of the most famous parts of this whole case is he actually flew to hawaii and he like gets up in their face and he's like where are the kids where are the kids so that that's nate eaton and so nate wow. eaton he he's like i see him around town like i've seen him a couple times and stuff and it's weird to like kind of like have that celebrity-esque type of personality and uh i think the biggest like shame of all this is it's been so publicized and it's been so crazy because it is such a crazy story because not only the death of the children, there's other mysterious deaths that they're not being convicted of that they should be because it's super obvious. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the thing that's kind of crazy about it is they're not televising the court case itself. So I, I need to go watch those TikToks. I didn't know that those had leaked. But what they are doing, which is the dumbest thing in the world, is they're releasing a, a script. There's going to be a written script of everything that – and that's going to be public publicly available. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to just have to – spend a couple days and read me a novel of the court case. But yeah, yeah it's an interesting deal for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. I just, I think about it like when it was all happening, we were, we had obviously moved down here to Arizona and my boss, the same thing, was obsessed with it because he's like a father of three and like they were around the same age as, as the older daughter and uh, he was always talking about it. And I had mentioned to him, I was like, yeah, I actually went to, to school in that town. Like I've been all over it. it it's a very, very small town. There's like 3,000 people that live there. And he was like, no way. And so he was always asking questions about like, the city and I didn't know their house was located over by the dunes. We've been there a dozen times. You drive past it oh, to yeah. get to the dunes, you drive past it to get to the caves, you go like the the that's on the same road that you would take if you were wanting to go to the Walmart. You just keep driving past the Walmart and eventually you'll get there and like that's crazy. Yeah. It was crazy because I, I I still didn't realize like you watch it on TV and you're like, oh I don't really know where that's at. But then like one day I was going out to the dunes because that's just kind of the thing you do. We were going out to the dunes and like there's a there was a big memoriam and like people were like lined up and stuff and I was like, oh my gosh, it's right there. Right and you there. just like Yeah. I, I've gone over there a couple times and just parked and just like so weird. It's also weird because it's like there's other houses all around, you know? And 
he he must like it was like dark or whatever as far as like the timetable goes like it was like going into evening and stuff but like neighbors were like oh yeah it's he was burning stuff in the backyard like his neighbors probably saw it go down but you don't you don't think that <laughs> you know you're not you're yeah. not first suspicion is that they've murdered somebody it's yeah. just like always oh, burning leaves or whatever you know he's burning trash like that's super common over there is like oh yeah cardboard boxes and stuff that you like you don't want to chop down and put in your trash can like burn it yep wow i, I do a burn about once a month just burn uh, excess stuff that we've accumulated and stuff Weeds so, that yeah. you chop down and yeah it's crazy hold on my my neighbor is taking out their trash can and i don't want my mic to pick it up yeah you're good can't hear it on my hand okay that's good then my neighbor next to me um he's the nicest old man and he's like he's been here since the neighborhood was built so like 93 he bought the house he's the original owner and his older son and wife and two kids also live with him and they're not as nice and they keep Mm -hmm. parking in front of my house and putting their trash cans in front of my house and it at first like i'm i'm a pretty passive person and like i realistically don't mind if your trash can is like on my sidewalk but it keeps getting closer and closer to my house to the point (laughs) where it's like blocking my path to get to my front door and i'm gonna lose it (laughs) yeah yeah, dude, that's, let's do a whole segment on this. Neighbors, man. Okay. So I, I, when we were first house hunting, like we were looking like very condensed neighborhoods and stuff. And we just had these grandiose, grandiose visions of like, oh, Halloween's going to be so fun. All the kids coming through this little cul-de-sac and knocking on our door and stuff. We ended up moving out into the boondocks. So there's like houses just kind of scattered around us where, where it's not really a neighborhood. And I hate my neighbors and so i cannot imagine when your neighbors are like super close and we, we kind of have had like a weird experience with our neighbors so we were in our home for two weeks and all of a sudden i woke up in the morning and i was going to work and there was like 10 cop cars over at our neighbor's house and i was like what the heck is going on like it was a weird deal come to find out our neighbor died oh. so he was like a young like youngish like 40s uh, mid 40s like early 50s and he just went to sleep, woke up, or didn't wake up, died, <laughs> went, died in the sleep. And so that happened. That was kind of a crazy deal and stuff. And, and they, the, we had no problems for that first two weeks. Like nothing went on and stuff. And then he died. And so then it was just this widow that was living there. And the the church I go to caught wind that uh, like she needed some help and she needed to like redo her floor. And I was like, well, I'm her neighbor. Like I'll go over and I'll talk to her and stuff. So I went over and I knocked on her door and I was dressed up in my shirt and tie and stuff. And apparently there's this very deep hatred for the church I attend. And, and so she opened the door and I was like, hey, how's it going? I was like, just caught wind that like you need some help with some floor. I'm just here to get some more details. Like if you'd like us to come over, we can help out. And she just looked at me, like didn't say anything. And I was like, so do you need help? And she was like, no, I don't need your help. Don't come over here. And I was like, okay, like I'm actually your neighbor. Like if you need anything, let me know. You know, like I just was like, Pat, and it was tense and awkward. So then on out, I was like, not talking to her again you know like we're yeah. just gonna lay low and they had this beautiful yard like their house was like really well kept like the guy spent a lot of time in the yard and then like a couple months go by and then all of a sudden like these trucks start getting pulled into the backyard and like half of the yard gets filled with trucks and then all of a sudden these dogs started showing up and then there was a trailer and all of stuff so at its worst there was probably let's say 15 people living in this house no way uh, yeah dude 15 people there was like two trailers that had like full families in them that were living in there and just the most annoying they're like these big old rottweiler black brown chested dogs and they bark and they're aggressive and like they always come over and stuff and that was at its worst it was peak 20 people in and out at all hours of the day then sorry this story's going on for too long but then like a couple 
six months go by and I met the guy, the owner of that home one time. He was the son of the widow and he bought the house from his mom. And so he bought the house from his mom to keep it in the family, whatever. And I met him one time, nice guy, like no problems, but just kind of like their style is motorcycles and trucks and staying out late. Yeah. Two months go by. I, it's 10 o'clock at night and in the summertime, like there's still like a little bit of light and I'm in my backyard and all of a sudden I hear gunshots and I'm like, what the frick is going on? So I like go back and I'm like going to call, like I'm on the phone, like going to call the cops because I think someone's getting shot and it's some guy in his backyard just shooting a gun into the berm, like just shooting a gun. And, and I'm like, okay. I got a freaking family. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like I was super pissed. And so I like yelled over at him and stuff that caused a little tension, you know, and a couple months later, all this goes away. And then the house is quiet. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And we have friends that are neighbors on the other side of them. And uh, they, like, we basically got the, the scoop from them. And there was a huge blowout, I guess, where the guy who owns the home, he was, he like, was dragging his girlfriend out. And his girlfriend was yelling. And she's like, you cheated on me. You cheated on me. Blah, 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 blah. And they were like freaking out. And then they all left. They've all left. And it's been quiet for three months. And then just two weeks ago, the dog showed back up oh, and the guy is back. So <laughs> that, all that to say, they're probably a part of a doomsday cult and they're going to come murder us. Honestly, like I just, I have a really tough time because like, I love the idea of living in a city and having services goods and services close to my house like it's so convenient where we live you you know you were here there is not a thing that exists that's not more than 15 minutes from my house like everything is right here but my neighbors are also right here like i i want to live somewhere where i have like just a massive massive property and quiet neighbors but also the convenience of a city and the only way to get that is to buy a house that's valued at 14 million dollars like it's just not in my cards unless i hit the lottery so yes Dude, this is what we're going to do this year. And I'm me and you, we're going to commit to it. Look up the HGTV Dream Home. Okay? So apparently, have you ever heard of this? No. Okay, they do this. They do a competition every year. I believe it starts like Jan or December 24th or something. It's like right around Christmas. Yeah. And you can enter twice a day up until like end of February. And it's a free entry type of thing from HGTV. And they give away a home every year. No way. To, yeah, there's someone that enters. So Chan and I, we found out about it this year, and we entered religiously for like a month and a half, but we've, we missed the first couple of months. Mm-hmm. The home right now that you can win, it is like everything you just said. It's right outside Denver. I think it's like a 10-mile drive outside of Denver, so you'd have access to all that. But it's yeah. up in this yeah. mountain area, and the home is just gorgeous. gorgeous. It's like everything I'd ever want, you know? But I, it's so hard because like it would be amazing. It would be this dream. But like everyone that wins, I think it was something like, 90% of the people who win this competition because they've been doing it for years and years mm-hmm. they end up selling within a year because the taxes on like a oh, five million dollar home they can't do it and they give it to all these common folk yeah. <laughs> that go and like are so excited to win it and then they realize like I can't pay seven hundred thousand dollars in taxes and so they they end up having to to sell it within a year but uh, that's the dream so well, let's win the HGTV home and then we'll both go in on it to pay the taxes down and they'll just be our home. We'll Absolutely. Write it out, dude. Yeah. So I I mentioned this last week. I spent a lot of time on Zillow looking at properties and stuff and houses and, and things that I want to buy. And usually I'm pretty grounded and I'm like, oh, I'm going to look like pretty well within our budget and that kind of thing. And sometimes I'm like, all right, dream neighborhood, no price tag. Let's see what's out there. So I just sent you a house on, mm. on text that is 
without a doubt, my absolute dream home. And you don't have to like look through it because there's, it's, you know, it's a $15 million house. So there's 80 pictures of this property. (laughs) Like people that sell houses like that, they mean it. But at some point, look through it and just tell me that's not like the most perfect house you've ever seen. I wouldn't change a single dang thing in there. I am looking at it right now. And this is absolutely incredible. The the lawn, I'm a sucker for a lawn and it is so pristine. (laughs) Like, But yes, this style is like, it's just class. This yeah. is just a classy home. It's like a mix of like Spanish and modern. And I just, I cannot get enough. So. Oh, I, I wanted to tell you this. So I know you're not like big into fights or anything, but like the coldest thing happened at the end of this fight. And I, I just love it. So one of my, well, he's like one of the most popular fighters in the UFC. He's not one of my favorites. He's kind of cringy uh, to be honest, but his name's Israel Alasanya. And uh, he, he's been the champ for forever. Um, but in his early amateur career, he fought this guy named Alex Piera. And Alex Piera beat him twice in kick, kickboxing and knocked him out cold. And one of the times that he knocked him out cold, Piera's son came into the ring, and he was a five-year-old at the time, and he mimicked Israel being knocked out. And so he, like, pretended like he got knocked out. Yeah. And so, is like, there's this video of, like, Israel, like, watching his kid, like, mock him in front of him and stuff. And so this weekend was, uh, well... Piera came into uh, the UFC and Israel fought him and lost his title to Alex. And so Alex uh, now held the title or whatever. And so this was the, this upcoming weekend was, or this last weekend was the rematch fight for Izzy to win his belt back. And so Izzy goes in the fight and he knocks Alex out cold and it was awesome. And he was in the mindset that after he knocks him out, he runs to the side of the octagon. He finds his son in the crowd. He in. points at him, and then he pretends to pass out, and then he like <laughs> kicks himself up and like looks at him. And I was like, "That is so sick!" So <laughs> and when they interviewed him after, he was like, "I'm petty, dude. I remember that from five years ago." And I instantly went over and pointed at that kid. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen those uh, mini docs of like know your meme? And they like interview kids that became memes and stuff. Yeah. And how it just like messes up their whole entire lives. <laughs> like that sucks. Yeah. I can't imagine the whole world knowing your face, usually for something stupid you did. Yeah. 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 Not everybody is as lucky as that little girl that was like, I smell like beef. Cause she was very funny. <laughs> Most of the time yeah. it's like, oh, you're that kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd just go, gone like baby famous because like once you grow out of being a baby, like no one will recognize you or whatever. But I instantly think of like the peanut butter baby where he's like oh, covered yeah. in peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to do an episode or a, a podcast episode where we just talk about memes and like favorite vines because the, our show is like built on a vine. Yeah, it's like, like that, meme culture is what we're in, so. I think that that's why our demographic is so strongly like millennial because I've had the two people that have, like came back to me and be like, Oh, I watched your episodes. And they're like, they both said the second I heard your theme song, I was like, I'm hooked. Oh my God. My roommates. <laughs> our kids will never know. No, nope. or I guess they will. They'll just watch compilation videos for hours. I'll educate my kids. Yeah. Rival we're, we're not, we're not doing Coco melon anymore. It's vine <laughs> compilations on YouTube <laughs> all day, every day. Hudson's gotten like, she, the kids are weird because they just like all of a sudden accelerate super fast to a level mm-hmm. and then they'll just stay in that level and then all of a sudden overnight they like accelerate to another level and so Hudson for the longest time is like she can talk she can say all this type of stuff but it, it's not complete sentences and then just in like the last week she's now gone to complete sentences and so like the other day she was out here hanging out with me and she goes really dad you're really gonna do that 
was like, <laughs> what? Like, it was so weird. I was like, what are you saying? And so now she just, like, talks, and she just regurgitates everything she sees on TV. Yeah. Like, she just, anything that Blippi is telling her, she is just, like, she's just mimicking and parroting Blippi. So I'll get her on some uh, Vine compilations, and maybe maybe we'll do a special intro episode where she goes, oh, my gosh, they were roommates. Hey, there we go. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it recorded. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining the Roommates Couch podcast. It was great to sit down with you. Join us next week. We are hoping, hoping, hoping to have a very special guest with us. Athena will be joining us. She is a photographer from Oregon and a joint friend. And so we're very excited to have her with us. And I hope you'll come and join us next week. As always, if you're wherever you're listening to this episode, make sure that you subscribe or you follow whatever you need to do and always as always share with your friends we'd love to expand our reach and we thank you again for joining us for this week we'll see you next week